I'm Seth Peterson. Hi, I'm Dippy Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Doris Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us from Wellswood Animal Hospital out of Tampa Bay, Florida is... Dr. O. Here to answer your medical questions and your behavior questions about your pets at 844-305-7800. When you call into that number, you'll speak with Quinn and he'll put you on the air with us. That's 844-305-7800. The show is produced here at the farm by the ever so lovely Mr. Zach Buden. Oh, I love hearing that I'm lovely. Thank you, babe. But once again, I'm John Patch. Dr. O. And I'm Zach Buden. We have a special guest joining us soon. His name is Dr. Thomas Edling. We're going to be talking with him about cats and feel the sap and how it helps. This is Talkin' Pets. Well, little lady, let me elucidate here. Everybody wants to be a cat. Because a cat's the only cat who knows where it's at. Tell me everybody's picking up on that feline beat. Because everything else is obsolete. A square with a horn makes you wish you weren't born. Every time he plays. <laughs> With a square in the act, you can set music back through the game and days of the I've heard some corny birds who tried to sing. Still, a cat's the only cat who knows how to swing. Who wants to dick along her dick and stuff like that? When everybody wants to be a cat, a square with a horn. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. Dr. O. And I'm Zach B. I want to welcome on to the program right now Dr. Thomas Edling. Hey, Thomas, how you doing? Welcome to uh, Talking Pets. It's nice to have you on the air with us. How you doing? Doing very well. Thank you very much. Good. Well, uh, I want to introduce you right off the bat to um, Dr. O is in the studio with us and also Zach, our producer. How you doing there? Hello. Pleasure to have you here. Hey, thank you. It's great to be on. You know, I want to talk to you cats, but first of all, I want to find out a little bit about you. You are, of course, a uh, veterinarian, but you have a Master of Specialized Veterinary Medicine as well, correct? That's correct. And what about, um, what's what's a, a Master of Public Health degree? Yes, sir. Uh, John, that's a it's separate from the veterinary degree, but that's a Master of Public Health, which is, is a degree that, um, uh, again, it's a master's degree, but it's a degree that helps you understand public health, and my specialty in the public health aspect was um, diseases that animals can give people. They're called zoonotic diseases. So I went back to school after veterinary school and uh, went to Johns Hopkins there in Baltimore and got my public health degree so I could understand, you know, how animals and, and people interact and what we can do to make sure that animals don't get people sick. Now, you're also, uh, you work very closely with the Pet Industry Joint Advisory Council, which is PJAC, and then also Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, and the National Association of State Public Health Veterinarians, that's N-A-S-P-H-V. A lot of abbreviations, which I'm sure you're familiar with, Dr. O. <laughs> Some of them, yes. <laughs> now, I want to talk to you about um, Dr. Tom. I'm going to go with Dr. Tom, if that's okay. That's perfect. 
I want to actually um, talk to you about stress and anxiety um, and cats because it is a huge issue. Um, and we get calls all the time about people having cats and introducing cats and they're stressed out and, you know, high anxiety. But first off, with Felicept, that is the product. And it is actually taken from the extract of catnip plants, right? That's correct. Now, what makes it different than, like, other products that may use, like, pheromones? You know, John, um, in most common cat calming products, they use a, um, a pheromone that, that's known as the F3 facial pheromone. And everybody knows cats, when they walk around, they rub their cheeks against you. Uh, right. They rub against different surfaces. And that's a pheromone that comes from their face. And it actually, when they rub against your leg or something else, that pheromone comes off. And it kind of gives them the feeling of safety. So it's very specific. This pheromone does certainly reduce scratching and some types of brain behavior. In various studies, this pheromone actually reduced brain on vertical surfaces such as walls, doors, and things like that. Um, but it doesn't work all the time for everything. In fact, it's not. It's it's been known to not be very effective against spraying on horizontal surfaces like beds or couches. So it's a very specific calming pheromone that's used for cats to mark things that are safe. Now, with Felicept, it actually works, like I said, off of the extract from the catnip plant or cat mint. And um, there's two types. You have, uh, it was number one in Europe. Now you've brought it over here to the United States, and we're introducing it through Talking Pets, and thank you very much for that. Um, but there's the spray bottle that you could take with you anywhere, uh, which pretty much speaks for itself. But to let people know what the diffuser is and how that works. You bet. You know, the, uh, it's called the Felicep Home Comfort Diffuser. And it's, um, it's, it's very much like, you know, the Glade scented plug-in. Mm-hmm. You basically plug these in, and the diffuser works on approximately, you know, it's right around 500 square foot radius. Um, there's aroma that the cats can smell, but people don't smell it. And after about an hour, it actually is in the air, and the cats will walk around. And because it's, it's diffused into the air, it's not nearly as, as strong as the spray and so it usually takes about two days for the diffuser to work but when you plug it in in the area you know this 500 square foot area um it makes the cat um it gives them a feeling of calmness and somewhat um they just feel better when they're walking around this area that this diffused oil is in of course i'm a cat daddy and i've got two of them that i've uh, rescued from a shelter and if you're watching us on facebook live right now at talking pets radio she's a headpiece yeah you'll see one of them right now winter is wrapped around <laughs> dr o's shoulders um on the chair so um hey, don't call her corolla that's not nice <laughs> so she's like laying there and then um the other one i don't know where she's at she's out playing somewhere but i did put my diffuser actually in uh, my living room for them and i just uh, dr o just came over today and i gave her her set to use and um so she'll be good to go too but um with the diffuser and also uh the spray bottle now they come in you don't have to replace the whole unit right you just replace the the, the liquid yeah that liquid generally lasts about 30 days so just, again, it's, it's very similar to the, like a Glade plug-in. You uh, just unplug the diffuser after about 30 days and plug in the new one. Very simple. Now, I want to find out, too, when we come back out of the break, I want to ask you a little bit about, you know, some cat problems and all, um, you know, from scratching and so on and so forth, why they might do that, and how actually um, Felicept Home Comfort will help them with that. So we're going to give away a couple as well. Compliments, of course, of Dr. Tom, Dr. Thomas Edling, and, of course, Felicept. 
So uh, what we'll do is the next two calls that come in right now, uh, give us a buzz. If you're number three and number four, we'll do it that way. You're the third caller and the fourth caller at 844-305-7800, 844-305-7800. Call right now. The first two calls, number well, number three and number four. What we're going to do is uh, we're going to send you the Felicept. You can either go with the Home Comfort, the diffuser, or you can ask for the spray bottle. And we want you to try it and let us know what you think and how it worked out for you. So uh, call right now, and it's yours. And again, that's 844-305-7800, 844-305-7800. And we're going to continue on with Dr. Thomas Edling, and we're going to find out a little bit more about Cat Talk and Felicept. The call right now, and number three caller and number four caller, compliments of Dr. Tom and Felicept. You're going to get yourself a home comfort unit. So 844-305-7800. 844-305-7800. Call right now. Once again, I'm John Patch. Dr. O. And I'm Zach. Bien. And we want to talk to you. Don't forget, you can watch us live on Facebook Live at Talkin' Pets Radio. Check it out. But once again, this is Talkin' Pets. The other cats will all commence congregating on the fence. Tired of wasting money on giant bags, boxes, and jugs of litter that don't last? Switch to World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter that lets you use less and get more. World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to deliver outstanding odor control and easy cleanup. It's lightweight, 99% dust-free, and pet, people, and planet-friendly. It's even flushable. Make the switch to World's Best Cat Litter and save $2. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Which pet's address is the finest in Paris? Which pets possess the longest pedigree? Which pets get to sleep on velvet mats? Naturellement, the Aristocats. Which pets are blessed with the fairest forms and faces? Which pets know best all the gentle social graces? Which pets live on cream and loving pats? Naturellement, the Aristocats. They show aristocratic bearing when they're seen upon an airy. An aristocratic flair in what they do and what they say. Aristocats are never found in alleyways or hanging around the garbage cans where common kitties play. Oh no! Which pets are known to never show their claws? Which pets are prone to hardly end flaws? To which pets do the others tip their hats? Naturellement, the Aristocats. And again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. Dr. O. And I'm Zach Buden. The number to call is 844-305-7800. 844-305-7800. You know it's ironic, that music right now that's playing? I'm from Poland, so that reminds me of a polka. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but it just like went into my head. I used to polka dance with my mom all the time when I was oh, a kid. Yes. Constantly. Oh, it has an air to it. Oh, my God. Polka dancing at home is you look like Muppets, basically. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like... it up and down, kind of, yep. I, I feel like you'd be in some, like, wooden toggles as well or something. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but it's it's definitely interesting, that's for sure. Hey, congratulations to Marty, actually, in Oldsmar, Florida, listening to our group of Tampa stations here. So, congratulations, Marty. You are going to get the... Uh, uh, Felicept Home Comfort System, so that's coming out to you. The number is 
844-305-7800. Got another one to give away if you want to call, 844-305-7800. As I said, we're speaking with Dr. Tom, Dr. Thomas Edling, and uh, we are talking about the Felicept comfort system, number one in Europe, now over here in the United States. We're introducing it to uh, the United States here on Talking Pets and all, and it's a great product. I've got it here in my home with my kitties. And uh, Dr. O, you had one or two questions for Dr. Tom. Absolutely. Dr. Tom, um, I'm sure that uh, a lot of our listeners will are curious to know exactly what type of behaviors they can expect to modify with the with the Philly set. Yeah, and that's a great question. Um, you know, this is, is a mild central nervous system calming aid, and so unlike the other pheromones that, that are used by other products, this actually calms the cat's central nervous system. So it can be effective for almost any type of behavior. You know, stress is one of those things that leads to anxiety. And in studies shown in Europe, there's actually a doctor over there in Europe that's a, a veterinarian and a PhD and a specialist in veterinary behavior medicine. They did multiple studies over there and found that Felicep has been shown to reduce nighttime vocalizations in cats, help cats sleep through the night better, um, reduces uh, nervousness, stress associated with kennels and car travel, aggressive and hiding behavior in cats at home, and also help cats need less restraint during veterinary visits, which is really important to me, of course. Of so course. it's uh, because it's a central nervous system calming agent. It's uh, it kind of helps against everything. You know, it's interesting. I have to butt in here for a second with with winter. All of a sudden, she got this, like, um, I've had her now for about two years. I adopted her from a shelter, and she started to, over the last couple of months, get, like, a little jittery, a little jumpy. Thunderstorms are now appearing here in, in our market in Florida and stuff, and um, so she, any kind of big bangs or dog barks she doesn't like. But I noticed at night, Dr. Tom, that she was, she's never done this before. Before I put the Felicept in, she was meowing at night, and I would get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and figure something was wrong, and it's just her walking around the house meowing. But since I put the field right. in, she stopped. Yeah, and that's a perfect example. It just creates a more of a calming effect in their central nervous system and their brain. And so things that would normally make them nervous and weather is a big one for cats. Um, anything like that, it, it, it's just a good calming agent. So it's, it's not specific like other products. The one thing I like, too, about that um, I know you'd mentioned before was the spray bottle that you could take it anywhere, and it's good for going to the vet, like Dr. O's place. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of cats get stressed out. I know Mayan do. So you could spray the carrier, right? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, a lot of the studies they've done, they showed that when you spray the carrier, and it takes about 20 minutes, so you want to spray it about 20 minutes before you put your cat inside the carrier. You spray it, put the cat in the carrier, and they've shown in pretty much all the cases there was some um, very good effect as far as making the cat uh, have reduced stress. So really a very effective product. And certainly not just to, to control certain types of behaviors, but also to prevent. Like, for example, people don't think about this, but this would be very helpful if you're planning on adopting a, a, a cat, a filial friend, or if you're bringing new cats to a, uh, introducing new cats into an environment, this would be extremely helpful. Absolutely, yeah. And that's another one of the studies that they did with the they brought in multiple cats into new environments, and uh, the environments that had the Felicept diffuser in the rooms, um, the cats were much more, le much less likely to do a lot of the behaviors we don't want to see in cats, like aggression or hiding, things like that. So very effective. That was actually one of the bigger questions that we get here on the show a lot, is people trying to introduce cats to each other. 
um, and they always seem to lash out or they fight or, you know, of that. So Felicept is actually a good uh, way of, you know, introducing that into the household and calming them down. So I've got a great product now that I can recommend to people that say, hey, you know, put this in your house and it'll calm the cats down. So thanks for that. It's always in- Yeah, it's always important to remember um, that whenever you're dealing with any behaviors with cats at home, just make sure that it's not due to a medical reason, like let's say, for example, kidney problems, a urinary tract infection. Uh, is your cat cranky because there's something that hurts? Or um, if they're like, um, like John was saying, like his cat meows, but there's older cats that meow would think about it, like maybe hyperthyroidism or something. Just always try to rule out medical reasons behind before try to solve an issue. Just consult with your veterinarian. And what do you yeah, think about biting Yeah, that's extremely issues? important. What about biting, Dr. Tom? I know a lot of people have where they're walking down the hallway and the cats will lunge out of them and bite their ankles. Will that help? She just nipped me. That's exactly yeah, it certainly will. Yeah, it, okay. it, it calms the cat, but it reduces the biting behavior, too. Absolutely. Now, there's a couple of quotes, actually, that, that I was reading where um, it's in your literature, but my Siamese cats have become very unfriendly with each other, hissing, spitting, growling, chasing, and territorial marking. Um, I used the home comfort diffuser, and it worked. They are friendly once again, and uh, marking has stopped. So if the, the pets, like Dr. O said, rule out medical, but if they are marking around the house, this will help in that aspect too. Absolutely. Yep. Again, wanna, it's, it's a calming agent, so it calms all the situation. I want to say congratulations to Darla also in, uh, in Ford City, Pennsylvania. She's also getting the uh, Felicept Home Comfort Diffuser, so we're going to send that out to her. I want you to try it, Darla, and let us know what you think. But, Dr. Tom, I want to thank you for joining us in this segment of the program. It was a great pleasure. And uh, thanks for joining on to the program because I'm a kitty daddy, and um, Felicept is uh, the perfect product for me here at the house and for everybody else. So, And I love to give stuff away, so I appreciate uh, Felicept and you uh, allowing us to give product away on the air because I know people love to win things, too. <laughs> thank you. Absolutely, and I really appreciate you letting me be on here. Anytime. Yes. We look forward to you coming back. Looking forward to use this product in my practice. Hey, thanks, everybody. This is a great product. I'm really happy to be uh, talking to you about it. Thanks, Dr. Thank Tom. Thank that you. Is, that's Dr. Tom Edling, and we were just talking about, of course, Felicept. We're going to give another one away, so uh, for the num- number five caller, if you're the fifth caller, to call in to Quinn right now at 844-305-7800, 844-305-7800. We are going to send out to you your choice. You can go with the Felicept Home Comfort Diffuser. Or the spray bottle. Just let Quinn know which one you want. 844-305-7800. Talking Pets. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Dogosuds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Dogosud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up. Rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? <laughs> Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. <laughs> Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Paige here, and welcome to another edition of Talking Pets. 
Rewind. In this installment, John gives another listener advice on how to handle those tough kitty litter troubles. Out to Helena, Montana, and Evelyn. Hey, Evelyn, thank you, darling. When I'm frantic about this crazy little critter, I brought him in from the alley and got him fixed and cleaned up and gave him a brand new haircut and everything because he was in a horrible state of affairs. They dumped him. Somebody left him, you know. It's not a possum, is it? Oh, no, no, no possum. He's my kitty cat. <laughs> oh, okay. He's a boy cat, and he's so sweet, and he's a, a paladoxin. What do you call it? What, the six toes? Mm-hmm. But we call them special. Yeah, yeah. You know, he is. He's yeah. so lovable. God love him. I don't see how anybody could throw him away there like they did. Anyway, I've had him a year now. Last winter, he was wonderful. He'd poo and pee in the poo pans, you know. All of a sudden, here it is. We're freezing our tutus off. Your tutus. Trying to be nice. <laughs> but honestly, God, it's so cold and the snow is piling up, you know, and he insists on peeing and pooing out in that no part of my French. That snow. <laughs> <laughs> and he won't use the poop pan. Now, what is wrong with him? I'm, I'm frantic. I don't know what to do. I don't have to put him out every cotton pick in 20 minutes, you know? One of the things, though, too, Evelyn, if he's used to going outside, which he's an outdoor cat. He was cat, when he was deserted. So he's used to that out there, going I outside. I know, but he used the poop pan. Wonderful. All last winter. And now, all of a sudden, he walks past it and wants outside. Makes me furious. It's like you're going to have to retrain him again to be an indoor cat. And then once yeah. you get him trained to be an indoor cat again, you have to keep him as an indoor cat and not kind of renege and say, Oh, poor kitty, and let him well, out again. He raises, he yells, you know. He's a very demanding cat, isn't yes, he? Yes, he is. He's a little stinker. You come back with a woo. And everybody said, that, they said, hey, that cat had been dead years ago if it had been in my house. I said, I can't do that. I brought that life home from the, you know, the animal shelter. The shelter. One of the things I want to state, too, is if a cat stops using the litter box, it's the poo pen. The poo pen. That's the new <laughs> poo pen. <laughs> but uh, one of the things you want to do is make sure you keep the cat in the area of its litter box. And then as you see that the cat is starting to use the litter box again, then you can gradually let it have room at the house again. But right. what a lot of people do is they say, oh, my cat's pooing all over the house, or peeing all over the house, and then they still let them learn all over the house. You know, so if you don't have the cat restricted to the poop head area, uh, then you're going to have problems. Yeah, that really is some pretty good advice from John and professional trainer Maria Piaz. But uh, i got to be honest with you guys. Training calls like that make for a great talking pet show. But if you really want to be on one of the, you know, super cool talking pet rewind installments, Hey, just call up and say, Poop pen. The poop pen. He used the poop pen. Wonderful. It's the poop pen. The poop pen. That's the new <laughs> poop pen. To the poop pen area. A few too many times, and I'm sure I'll work you right in. We're talking pets. Rewind. I'm Bob Page. Vegetarian by Jean Gaffigan, Albany, New York. People who grow up with greater variety of pets are significantly more likely to follow a vegetarian diet as adults, according to research by professor-student team in the University of Albany Psychology Department. Sydney Heiss, a graduate student in the Department of Psychology, worked with assistant professor Julia Holmes to gain a better understanding of the factors that play a role in a person's decision to refrain from animal products as adults. The two recruiters study participants from social media pages focused on food, including those focused on vegetarianisms and veganisms, resulting in a pool of 325 participants with a mean of uh, age of 30 years. Participants provided demographic information on whether they followed any vegetarian diet, including 
flexitarian, most vegetarians but sometimes eat meat. Semi-vegetarian, eat some types of meat but refrain from others. Pescatarian, eat fish, egg, and dairy but refrain from other meat products. Lacto-ovo-vegetarian, eats eggs and dairy but refrain from all animal flesh. Vegan, no animal products whatsoever, and raw vegan, consumes exclusively uncooked non-animal products. Highs and Horms then assess the individual's belief and attitudes regarding the use of animals in food, clothing, and research, and surveyed them on their ownership and relationship with any childhood pets. Participants were asked about the number of types of childhood pets and questions such as how often they were responsible for caring for their animals and how close they felt to the animals to determine the kind of relationship they had with their pets. After a statistical analysis of the responses, the duo found those who own pets in childhood were significantly more likely than those without pets to follow a vegetarian or vegan diet as adults. Those who own a variety of pets, uh, hamsters, dogs, cats, and as opposed to just dogs, were more likely to avoid a wider range of animal products, refrain from animals and products and opposed to other only meats than those who own fewer pets. A wider variety of pets led a stronger opposition towards animal exploitation, which in turn led to less animal product consumption. Closeness to one's pets was significantly predictive of a person's likelihood to refrain from animal products as an adult. It seems as though individuals who had different types of pets more easily empathized with, fa with farm animals or those used in research, said Heiss. For example, someone who had only a dog may have difficulty feeling empathy for a cow, whereas someone who grew up with a farm animals may be more attuned to characteristics that are shared across all species and therefore better able to empathize with all animals. Our findings suggest that there may be more than one pathway to vegetarianism in adulthood, the number of pets in childhood, ethical concerns towards animal use, and level of vegetarianism is significant. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Dr. O. I'm a vegetarian now. Anyone a vegetarian? Yeah, there you go. I'm not a strict vegetarian. I eat beef and pork. <laughs> and chicken, but not fish, because that's disgusting. How can you tell when fish goes bad? It smells like fish eat away. Well, this smells like a dumpster. Let's eat it. No one really likes fish. They just won't admit it. Like, I like fish just as long as it doesn't taste like fish. I got news for you. I don't think you like fish. I'm almost positive fish is supposed to taste like fish. Actually, you know what's really good on fish? Anything that kills the taste of fish. Relish in a gallon of mayo. That'll do the job. What if we squeeze a lemon and wrap it in seaweed and cover it in soy sauce? He's anti fish. And we're right next to Lake Michigan. I am amazed that we're still serving fish with the heads on there. Don't you always feel like that eye is looking at you? Like, hey, you don't mind if I watch while you eat my body, do you? Mm. Don't be distracted, little tear comes out. You can just tell yourself it's butter. Oh, what if a fish was in the audience? That would be awkward for all of us. That could happen like Michigan's right there, buddy. The fish would laugh, but on the inside it'd be crying. Sad. You and your fish had jokes. 
Obviously, some people prefer it like that. Y'all have the fish. Keep the head on there and uh, find out if it had a nickname. Anywho. Pig Rose, you know, Pig Rose, we always have that pig head sitting there, which is sad, because you can tell they killed a pig when it was eating an apple. <laughs> hey, pig, you want an apple? Sure, what are you doing with that spear? Ow! <laughs> Mid-bite every time. At least those animals aren't alive, you know? I always feel uncomfortable when I go in a seafood restaurant, they have that lobster tank sitting there, all the lobsters appearing out like, hey, what are you here for? I'm here to eat you. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, Harvey, this guy. Harvey? <laughs> oh, and Harvey was gone. <laughs> My niece is nine years old. She informed me she's a vegetarian. I would love to have pulled that when I was a kid. Uh, no thanks, Dad. I'm a vegetarian. <clears throat> no son of mine's gay. <laughs> eat your meat, pussy. <laughs> His dad sounded scary. You ever eat fast food in front of a vegetarian? They look at you like you're barbecuing a kitten. <laughs> oh my God, you're eating that? Yeah, and I'm not going to digest it for a decade. <laughs> Come along with me. I do love the vegetarians. Though. I always get a kick out of it when they try and impress you. They're like, I haven't had meat in five years. I haven't had a banana in a month. <laughs> you see me bragging about it. Do you know what they do to those chickens? No, but it's delicious. <laughs> and once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. Dr. O. And I'm still laughing. So are, are you, that's Jim Gaffigan. He's, uh, I like him because for the most part, he's clean. Yes. Um, a lot of com comedians are not. And no, no, they're not. You know, when I'm looking for pieces and stuff like that to bring on to the show and stuff, you know, a lot of times it's like, mm, nope, that, well, that won't go. That will not fly. <laughs> but uh, Jim Gaffigan actually does a good job, and he's funny, too. So are you a veg you're a vegetarian? So I, I eat eggs and some animal products. I just, and yes, and um, they have to be farm-raised and, you know, so that that's basically the animal products that I consume. But with vegans, vegans are a lot more strict. Yes, so they, they are strictly non-animal products whatsoever. Yeah, and that's like belt shoes or anything. Yes. So. Yeah, everything, no, no, nothing animal product. Really why are you whatsoever. looking at me like you want to eat me? No, I want you to become a vegetarian. That not, why do you always have to make <laughs> jokes at me? You hurt Christmas my only comes once a year, Zach. <laughs> you hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm so hurt. You said you're trying to diet. That would be a good way to diet. I'm not becoming a vegetarian. You know what's weird, though? I mean, I do eat meat as well, of course. I tried giving up red yeah, meat for about three it? years, and it, you know, it was hard. It was very difficult to keep my weight on, especially mm -hmm. you know, going to the gym. I couldn't keep muscle. I mean, people can do it, but you got to train yourself to do it, and you really got to educate yourself on what you're going to eat to replace that protein that you're Correct. losing. And you know, I did not do that actually, so I ended up going back and eating meat again. But there's times, I mean. I, maybe not for you, I don't know, because you don't eat as much or whatever, but there's times where I sit there and I'll eat like a steak, and it, it'll, especially because doing the pet show for 28 years, I mean, I'll sit there and look at it and go, <laughs> I'm eating flesh. It's like, you know, that's a body. Yeah. Right. I mean, it kind of grosses me out sometimes. I, I admit that, you know? and yeah, um, You're not alone. But it's like, I do like meat, though. Right. But and... It's not the best for you, though, either. That's why a lot of people have, like, high blood pressure and cholesterol problems and, and everything else because of all the, you know, especially fast food. That's horrible. 
I mean, you drive through the drive-thru and you go through McDonald's and get a cheeseburger or whatever, there's, there's you know, at least uh, 30 days off your life right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason why I started not eating meat much anymore was uh, back in, uh, when I was in college, um, I was taken to a meat slaughterhouse. Oh, yeah. And that did it for me. Yeah, oh, you, I would bet yes. it'd do it for everybody. I used to cover the Genesis Awards out in um, L.A. every year. I haven't done them in a long time. Um, but, you know, I used to go there and they would show videos during the awards, you know, people that won awards that film these videos, whether um, knowingly or unknowingly, um, and they would show the way that these animals were tortured. And, yes. you know, I don't want to say put to sleep or put down because they were tortured. I mean, you know, the thing is, is if... Uh, you know, if you put yourself in that situation and they hung you by your ankles and you were twisting around through a factory and all of a sudden you get to one point where they slit your throat, yeah. um, it, it's exactly. a little gross. You yeah, know? I mean, and you think about these poor animals that have to go through that. I don't mind eating animals, but be a little bit humane with the way that you slaughter them. Absolutely. There's got to be easier ways or better ways for these animals. Absolutely. I mean, other than some of the things that you see, like a nail to the head or a hammer to the head yeah. or something of that aspect. You know, I posted one time on uh, on our Facebook, um, at Talking Pets Radio, a video, and I really questioned it. And I did put a disclaimer on there, you know, um, be aware if you're going to watch this video, it is very violent. And it was of a cow, and the way that they put him down was a hammer to the head, and he just would not die, so they kept hitting him. And I was just, you know, and that was part of one of, I think it was Mercy for Animals, an organization that's out there. And um, it was very tough to watch, but I kind of felt like I had to put it on there for people to actually see the way some of these animals are, are treated. Right. I mean, honestly, put yourself in that situation. Absolutely. So. I feel like in what I do, um, in the patience, because a lot of these animals have impatience, it's, it's, it's hard for me to go in and eat, uh, you uh, know? Yeah. But once again, this is Bucking Pets. Molly, here's your dinner. <coughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Outbreak of toxic caterpillars that cause asthma attacks, vomiting, and skin rashes have descended on London, according to officials. Oak processionary moths, they're pretty much known as OPMs in abbreviation, which are in their larval stage, have been spotted across the southeast of England and in the capital. Hairs on the caterpillars can cause fevers and eye and throat irritations, according to the Forestry Commission. The organization has issued a caution not to touch the species. The biggest infestations of OPM were recorded in Great Greater London, uh, stemming from Kingston upon Thames and to Brent. 
Now, some infestations were also spotted in Bracknell, Forest, Slaw, and also Guilford. OPM caterpillars were spotted emerging from egg plaques in mid-April, and trees were later treated on April 23rd, according to the Forestry Commission. The treatment program is expected to continue until late May or early June, according to a spokesman, after the caterpillars will be too large to be affected by our preferred treatment product. Now, precautions that you need to take for health risks, do not touch or approach nests or caterpillars. Do not let children touch or approach nests or caterpillars. Do not let animals touch or approach nests or caterpillars or try removing nests or caterpillars yourself. As a caterpillar, each OPM has about 62,000 hairs, which they can eject. Hairs that fall on the ground could be active for up to five years. The moths only live for two to three days in July or August. It is thought that the moths were brought into the UK on trees imported from Europe for a landscape project. A population of OPM established itself in the West London area in 2006. Now some key identifying features. Move out in nose-to-tail processions. That's how they move about, actually. Often form arrowhead processions one with one leader and subsequent rows containing several caterpillars abreast are most likely to be found in oak trees and sometimes on the ground under oak trees, are most likely to be seen in late spring and early summer, have very long white hairs which contrast markedly with other shorter hairs, and do not live on fences, walls, and similar structures as some caterpillar species do. For more information, visit TalkinPets.com and join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You're listening right now to Talkin' Pets. Once a fuzzy caterpillar was on my arm and it tickled. Caterpillar, caterpillar. Caterpillar, caterpillar. Caterpillar, caterpillar. Caterpillar, caterpillar. Tickle, tickle on my arm. 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 Caterpillar, caterpillar. Caterpillar, caterpillar. How do you do? So happy that my little arm is on your way through. Caterpillar, caterpillar. Where do you go? And how you gonna get there when you take it so slow? Tickle, tickle on my arm. Caterpillar, caterpillar. Tickle, tickle on my arm. Caterpillar, caterpillar. Tickle, tickle on my arm. Tickle, tickle on my arm. Caterpillar, 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 caterpillar. I can guarantee that we'll all be singing this later after the show. Yep. There's like one of those songs that you play that always like stick out in your head and later on. Caterpillar, caterpillar, tickles on my arm. Caterpillar, caterpillar. <laughs> oh, it's so badly stuck already. You know, you got to be careful, though. I mean, this is in the UK, and, you know, when people fly and so on and so forth, or, you know, there's always, like, uh, I mean, they say, like, you can, viruses, you know, airports. Biggest, you know, problem is, you know, people flying from here to there, and they bring, you know, viruses and everything from one country to another. Same thing with insects and stuff like that. These and things can crawl into your luggage. And yes, and it seems that that's how it was introduced in England to begin with. Right. Right, so they could end up anywhere, and I mean, yes. they could be here in the United States. Ooh. So you know how it happens, though, because you got a caterpillar on your arm. Yeah, it tickles, <laughs> <laughs> and it kills you at the same time. <laughs> you start vomiting all over the place. Why am I vomiting blood? So if you've touched a caterpillar and you, and all of a sudden you get a really bad case of asthma, vomiting, and skin rashes, you know you've touched That's the wrong really caterpillar, especially if it tickles. But, I mean, it, you do got to be careful with that. And one thing that I noticed, actually, I was out feeding the chickens before the show, and how ironic that sounds. And, <laughs> but literally, I'm out there for five, ten minutes. 
covered in mosquitoes already here mm-hmm. in the Florida region. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, you know, the southeast is uh, kind of like the example of what the year is going to be like in the northeast and everywhere else out west and everything as it starts to warm up. And the infestation of fleas, mosquitoes, ticks already in the south, if it's anything like that in the north, once it starts to warm up more, um, it's going to be a killer year for bugs and stuff. Definitely. And uh, they a lot of these insects, unfortunately, also transmit disease, so... We've got to be very careful out there. Now, what is it with um, the mosquitoes, you know, heartworm, correct? Correct, for dogs right. and cats, um, some other species, but primarily dogs and cats, felines and, and canines. Um, but um, another thing that we have to keep in mind is they also transmit encephalitis. Mos- mosquitoes can, you know, and then can, that can also be transmitted to people, so not just animals. Now, what about for fleas? I mean, mm-hmm. we, we know that they bug the heck out of our pets, you know, when they're biting them and so on and so forth. But what about if they swallow a flea? They can get a tapeworm egg and mm. then, of course, a tapeworm infestation. So if you see little segments coming out of the poop or your pets, talk to your veterinarian. It has to be treated. And it means that at a certain point they ingested a tapeworm egg somehow, whether they were biting on themselves or ingested the flea or directly ingestion from the environment of a tapeworm egg. So it kind of looks like little rice, but it moves? Yes. It's pretty gross. Isn't that pretty? Yes. No. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) It's gross. But you know what it is, though. If you see rice coming out of your uh, pet's behind... And in cats, it can transmit feline infectious anemia, which is, uh, you know, it's like... Picture like a bug eating up there, triggering an an immune response in the body of the cat where it, it attacks its own. So it's pretty dangerous. Too. And ticks, too, you got to be very careful of, mm-hmm. not only for your pets, but for humans as well. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I know people that have been bitten by ticks. And right. for years, they have been, like, Lyme's. sick. Yeah, Lyme disease. Lyme and, disease. And that's something yeah. you'll never get rid of. Either. Yeah, there's all, the kinds of, all kinds of different types of tick-borne diseases that we can talk about. But just be aware, these animals not just suck blood, they also transmit disease. Right. So be careful. Um, try to cover up and so on and so forth. Wear your bug sprays if you have to. And if you can, long sleeves, you know, to try to keep them away. There's a lot of techniques out there, but you don't want to get bit. And also protect your pets as well, of course. But uh, spay and neuter your pets help control the pet population. If you're looking to bring a pet home, make sure you go to your local shelter or your rescue group and get one there. From myself, John Patch. Dr. O. And Zach Buden. We say goodbye for this hour. Don't forget, you can always watch us on Facebook Live at Talkin' Pets Radio. We say goodbye for this hour. Um, but you can also listen to the podcast at TalkinPets.com. Click on Gallery, then Archives, and it'll take you to all the shows. Thanks for joining us in this hour. A big thank you, of course, to Dr. O. And, of course, Dr. Tom as well and Felicept. We'll be right back for another hour, if you're going to stay with us. But we say goodbye for now, and bye. Bye. Adieu. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.